Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some would say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. I have been engaged with SMBs in various capacities for over 20 years now, and I'm in great company with my business talk brethren here on Fridays at talkradio.myc. I hope everyone's been enjoying Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus, Jeremiah Fox on the Entrepreneurial Web, and and Joseph Franklin McElroy on Wise Content Creates Wealth. Over the last two decades, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're so anxious to get started and go out and have some cocktails that these crucial pearls of wisdom are often overlooked and forgotten in favor of our fun activities for the weekend. On Always Friday, we like to take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name name means free in German. It's a good fact for everyone. It's not just a play on words. I do have a little bit of deeper meaning at all times here. I've got some weekend freedom feelings going on. I've got some shades on. Let's get this party started. Today's topic of discussion is game time for SMB learning gamification. You guys know it's a word of mine. I've been saying it a bunch. It's been a fun theme of interest in the SMB community for 2021, and it is extremely exciting in the world of learning management. If employees are having fun, they're generally more engaged, and they are making more money. This is particularly important when an employee is being onboarded. Traditional onboarding, learning, and development for employees is losing its impact, especially as the majority of the workforce shifts to a younger generation. Why? Well, if the employees aren't engaged in having fun, they're not learning anything. Employees tend to forget 70% of what they learn. Within three days, when using just the traditional methods that all of us have been used to, it is not enough. Employees and employers both can benefit from an alternative approach. Our guest this week believes you can learn anything from a game. When SMBs make learning a game, they can not only eliminate the struggle of getting employees to complete required tasks, they will see engagement and participation like never before. So while we're on talkradio.myc, we don't want this to be just talk. The goal here is to use the insight on the SMB landscape and take it, create it, create more impact come Monday morning. Don't lose it over the weekend. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand. In my travels, products change every single day in every other facet of our lives, both personal and business. There is absolutely no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, keeping focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goals. If you do that, the right products will be there. I promise you, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, I'm so excited. I, I can hardly contain myself. We have a phenomenal show for you here today. We're going to be talking with Eddie Jimenez. Uh, he's the manager of channel partnerships at One Huddle. So a little bit about Eddie. As a a mixed martial artist for most of his life, Eddie can speak volumes about training. I promise you that. Uh, His passion for training has evolved into eating, sleeping, and breathing the gamification of learning and development for businesses in 2021. He shares my word of gamification. I I know that for sure. Uh, Just a little bit about One Huddle and what Eddie's been completely consumed with as of late. Uh, One Huddle is the workforce training platform that gets your employees ready to work. We empower you and your team with quick burst games that are fun, easy to implement, and most important, effective. When your team needs to confidently onboard new employees and level up veterans to mastery, even when they're not at work, One Huddle has you covered. Eddie, or the Cuban sensation, as he likes to be called, is the ideal person to discuss the topic of the day with us. And as always, we will hit my favorite three questions with authority. Uh, Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist who plays it? Uh, But before we get to all that good stuff, we're going to sit by my fire pit. The snow has finally melted, so we can actually light some fires in there now. Just talk a little bit about some, you know, quick thoughts here. Fun is engaging. If I'm not having fun, I'm not making money. Games are fun. People like to have fun. I don't know why it's so hard for for folks to understand out there. When you make learning and development and onboarding fun, people are more engaged. 
like we said last week and probably many weeks before that, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's, it's especially important when you're talking about this topic revolving around employees. I know my friends at One Huddle share this idea. I would rather be waterboarded than sit through an all-day training session, especially if the trainer's just going to read things verbatim straight from a PowerPoint slideshow. It's maddening. I love trivia. Many others do as well. Why do you think Jeopardy has been on the air for all of these years right around dinner time? Thinking of ways to turn quizzes, assessments, and tests into a game with points, quiz-based training, if you will, in the form of a game, is a fun way to motivate your employees without going easy on them. So, you know, getting into my library and relating some books here, there's actually a book that's real big in the One Huddle community called uh, Gamify by Brian Burke. I actually haven't had a chance to read this yet, but Gamify, how gamification motivates people to do extraordinary things. I want to just read a quick passage from it, and then I'm going to get into another piece that's actually directly from One Huddle. So um, Mr. Burke talks about early gamification. Gamification is not just about applying technology to old engagement models like awarding ski pins. Gamification creates entirely new engagement models, targeting new communities of people and motivating them to achieve goals they may not even know they have. Have you ever checked in at a location? If so, you're probably familiar with Foursquare and an early and inspiring example of gamification was launched at SXSW in 2009. Foursquare distinguished itself from other location-based services by awarding points for checking in to locations such as restaurants, theaters, airports. A leaderboard offers an element of competition by showing users their scores ranked, ranked against their friends. Scores for what, you ask? Well, how about the Bender Badge for checking into bars four nights in a row? Or the Gym Rat Badge? for making 10 check-ins at the gym in 30 days. Mayorships are awarded for checking in at a location more often than anyone else. Before Foursquare, who knew that people would want to be the mayor of their favorite hangouts? It didn't become a goal until Foursquare made it one. Early users of Foursquare described it as addictive. Since launching in 2009, the user base soared from to 40 million users. Not only has Foursquare taken off, the gamification trend has skyrocketed along with it. Hundreds of gamified solutions have appeared over the past few years. Evangelists are singing gamification's praises. Consultants are readying their services. Technology providers are scrambling. They have to add it to their offerings. The press is buzzing. But with all of this attention comes the usual tendency to overhype. And what we see in the new technology business is that with the hype comes inevitable failure as organizations rush to implement a promising new solution without fully understanding the criteria for success. It's time to inject some reality into the conversation. Sounds pretty much like people and process before product to me. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, you know, just going, going back to another point here, uh, as Brian Burke started to follow the trend, uh, it quickly became clear that gamification is being applied to engage people in much more than just innovation, right? Some organizations are serial innovators, and one of the characteristics they share is, is that innovation is largely decentralized. There's many players that are encouraged to collaborate in teams and compete against other teams just to innovate within another framework of goals and rules. Just like a game, it's the same idea. It can also be used to develop skills and change behaviors. It improves lives. If this sounds like a hefty promise, Brian Burke says, read on, because over the past few years, he's spoken with people of, you know, in hundreds of organizations about gamification. And what he found is that gamification success is really all about motivating the players to achieve their goals. Completely, completely agree. And to that end, we have uh, an ebook that was released from One Huddle themselves called Stick. How Game Mechanics Engage and Retain by One Huddle. So this ebook is phenomenal. I would highly recommend you guys download it from the One Huddle site if you're able to. Uh, but as your team grows, onboarding new employees to faster productivity and ongoing mastery is essential to your success. 
by 2020, last year, 50% uh, of employees will be millennials, which I think we've you know, overwhelmingly accomplished. Uh, out of this group, many will have completed 25,000 hours of training in their field and still feel unprepared to work. Pretty staggering. According to a White House study, one of the major problems in the workforce today is that employees are unsure whether they have the necessary skills in order to perform. Given the lack of confidence and preparedness plaguing millennials today, it is critical that companies take a higher initiative of enhancing their training programs in order to equip their employees for work today. Traditional methods of training are not working. If we want to increase productivity while allowing our employees an opportunity to succeed, gamification is a powerful tool that can be used to not just make training more memorable, but also to make it something employees look forward to engaging with, even at off-business hours, okay? We see seven mistakes that companies make when it comes to training. Let's take a look at what they are and how using gaming mechanics can be a powerful way to better tackle the challenge of training our workers. Mistake number one, making training too easy. Struggle is a vital part of the learning process. I love this. Struggle is big in my roadmap for how to really make ideas stick. So in order for employees to grasp new ideas, it's more effective to train them with tools that will actually challenge them. Imagine that. Struggle is a critical part of the learning process, and the problem today is we have made training too easy, especially during the pandemic time we're all living through now. People can sign in, sleep through it, and check the box when finished. Mistake number two, too many workshops. Please, for the love of God, no more lectures. Training does not have to be boring. Uh, by the way, the average person's attention span when it comes to technology is eight seconds which is less than a goldfish, just so you guys know. Uh, in fact, more empl employees who are often engaged during training will not only retain more information, but they will also stay interested in the program too. Staying out of the board, B-O-R-E-D room, uh, by introducing new ideas in the form of different game levels so your trainees are always ready for your next topic. Oh my God, is that the way to go? Mistake number three, Scared to role play. Experience literally shapes the brain. According to Stanford University's professor of psychology, Carol Dweck, each day employees counter new scenarios with customers that they may only read about or more likely never have even prepared for. Would you get on a plane with a pilot that only read the manual? I think not. Mistake number four, forgetting training is supposed to be fun. Pretty self-explanatory, I would think. Mistake number five, shitty branding. We're not in a classroom, so you can forget about all the dull-looking tests and assessments. Training should be something we want to do, not something we have to do. Couldn't agree more for engaging employees. Mistake number six, not making training easy to access. If I can only access training when I'm in front of a computer or at work, then we really are stuck in the training stone age especially during the pandemic, and not training the trainers. Mistake number seven, when we are thinking about training, most companies, they only think about the employee. However, the training process must also apply to management as well. Oftentimes, especially in sales, companies have a bad habit of taking the best sales rep and making them the manager and without properly training them to be the manager and to be a great coach. Uh, more likely, the outcome will be the sales team does not get access to the best training, misses the goal, and has a higher likelihood of turning over. Great points here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get right into the method behind the madness of one huddle with Eddie Jimenez, manager of Channel Partnerships. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are going to be talking about game time for SMB learning today, uh, adding the gamification factor to learning, training, development, onboarding is awesome. Today, more than ever, it is essential that your employees stay connected, motivated, interested in order to retain the training information you're sharing. One thing we know for certain, 70 million millennials like games. You use your gamification to make training more fun and interactive, and guess what? You might just end up with more employees that are more equipped, more prepared, and more excited about work. To comment on said topic, we have none other than the Cuban sensation himself, Eddie Jimenez, manager of channel partnerships at One Huddle. Eddie, I am thrilled to have you on the show today, brother. Great to be here, Steve. Definitely. Listen, you you made me seem like I'm this Cuban assassin with the mixed martial arts I, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy different uh, uh, arts, but uh, I'm not the assassin, my man. But thanks. Hey, man, the, the biggest art is making this learning, training, development, onboarding thing fun, man. And I know that with all the training that you've done in the mixed martial arts world, you've translated that very effectively over to the world of, you know, uh, you know, training, learning and development and fun and gamification with one huddle. So, you know, I love this little mantra that you guys have all your training in a game on your phone. It reminds me very much of the, the Apple thought. I don't remember if it was a thousand or 10,000. I think it was a thousand songs in your pocket as far as the iPod back in the day. Correct. And then, and then I think it was 10,000. And, and then that's where I think streaming service were born because imagine having to pay $1 per song and having the capability of 10,000 songs on there that 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 uh ipod is going to be pretty pricey at ten thousand dollars right but uh (laughs) but 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 yeah listen uh the crazy thing is that less than one percent of all training is actually delivered via mobile um and 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 you said it earlier um times are changing times are different why are we still stuck in the stone ages right training the old ways death by powerpoint and listen there, there, there's a there's a place for all of this right steve there, there's definitely a place for that but there's also a much better way to reinforce um and how about doing something that the average millennial by the age of 21 would have played over 10,000 hours on it a game right so there you go it's about knowing your audience to me and it's something that applies to employees employers salespeople, educators all of that it's it's just you know for you know the 55 million baby boomers where 10,000 are retiring a day right now 
maybe the PowerPoint discussion and delivery system is the best way to do it for them. And it's again, like I'm not, it's not one size fits all to me there. It's not one right or wrong answer. I just know that, you know, myself included, like I like to have fun. It's like, I consider myself a Gen Xer more than anything else, part of the forgotten generation, unfortunately. Uh, But, you know, the millennial folks, there's 70 million of them entering the workforce. So if they've played 10,000 games by the time they're, what is it, age 25? Was that it? No, 10,000 hours by the age of 21. By 21, beautiful. As a Gen Xer, I'm pretty sure I achieved that as well. I was always a big video game guy back in the day, but you just got to know your audience. And, you know, the millennial folks with the advent of every other technology we've seen out there, bringing things straight to the mobile, it, it's got to be done that way. It seems like you would agree. Yeah, we, we, we definitely agree. We've actually built a whole business around it, right? Uh, more importantly, the message here is that training should be available or anyone that wants to level up should have access to training. And, 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 and that's bottom line, that, that's the reality. And, and we're on a bunch of different verticals and obviously you, you understand this, but bottom line is that you can learn anything via a game. We have from you know light games on our platform to very serious training and very serious topics, right? So it doesn't matter what the industry is, it doesn't matter what the topic, we could go ahead and not only reinforce whatever you're currently do it, doing, but make it a lot stickier, right? You, you read the, one of the, the, craziest, uh, uh, the craziest numbers where the average person is going to forget up to 70% of what they learned within the first three days. I'm going to take it even a step further. And this is first three days of any traditional LMS or, or even live training, right? Within the first 30 days, we're going to forget up to 87%. And if you don't remember it, Steve, did you ever, did you even learn it? Who cares? <laughs> if I can't recall it, it doesn't matter if I have all the certifications in the world. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. My, my background, uh, and I, you know, I think you have mentioned this, but my background, it was in fitness. I was a trainer for many, many years. I consulted in the world, in the fitness industry. And it doesn't matter all the certifications. It doesn't matter how much school, if I'm telling you, hey, listen, Steve, go eat some French fries after your workout uh, and you're going to get results. It doesn't matter what I have, man. That's the kind of nagging I can live with, by the way. I know, I know. But uh, listen, what I was hoping that we would have the rum and the old fashioned ready to go now, but uh, I think it's maybe too early in some some parts, right? But but, but that's somewhere. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's the thing, Steve. We need to go ahead and and, and get with the times. We talk, everybody's talking about the future work, the future work, the future work is now right? Yeah, and this absolutely. pandemic has supercharged the, you, you, you know, the timeline, right? They, or, or, you know, they, everybody is remote nowadays, yep. right? How are you keeping com- or communications? How are you keeping engagement with your team? The PowerPoint through Zoom is also another thing. We're, we're all Zoomed out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Too many people are, are sitting, you know, in a Zoom and they're like, oh man, how can I go ahead and get off screen? How can I hack it in such a way that I can take a picture of myself <laughs> and, and, and just go off and do something else man well except for doing a week a weekly live talk show we're all good on that that's still good i think so (laughs) some some great some some staggering statistics that you put up there and i and i would agree that you do need to make this more readily available and you know what i have up on my screen right now you know every job every industry recruiting onboarding compliance training learning development you know all of the above here yeah, but engaging with gamification brings about a whole bunch of other statistics that are awesome. I saw these on your website by the numbers. You want to run through these with everybody, you know, in the audience for me? Yeah, you, you, and 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 on there, I I don't see your screen uh, that that much there, but uh, the first one is what ninety five percent. It's the ninety seven percent one. Ninety seven, ninety seven percent voluntary participation. Um, that that is something completely crazy. That uh, why our platform is so effective, right? Um, any other of the platforms that we've looked at, right? Any type of LMS platforms, and, and this is not directly going, or, or maybe it is, you know, but not not trying to knock, a, a, you know, LMS platforms or e-learning out there. What we're seeing is that their voluntary participation is single digits for for all of these platforms. Yep. And also, if you're forced to do something, Steve, it's not a game anymore, right? If I'm telling you, hey, listen, you got to do this because if not, you're going to lose your job. I'm doing it, but because I, I have to do it because I need a job. But then we're missing one of the important pillars in learning, which is not not only knowing what to do, but wanting 
to, to do whatever action or task I need to do. Uh, the next one that, that we see there is 50%. Can you read the, the bottom part there, Steve? Uh, I could try to. I, uh, I forgot what it is. It's, uh, it's, it, it's 50% more engaging, and then the 22% exactly. is about onboarding. No, exactly, exactly. Steve. So, so we'll go a little bit even deeper on that. We could cut down with a lot of the companies your onboarding time. So, uh, so when we think about it, and we even talk about gamification, I know gamification is, is, is a term that's being thrown out there quite a bit, right? Yes. But, but in, in the book Gamify, you started reading a part uh, or a, a piece of it. Think about putt-putt, right? If I go ahead and every time I hit the ball, I get a point. Mm, are you really practicing the skill of it or you're just going through the motions? That tends to be gamification and a lot of platforms and a lot of people go ahead and they say, I want to do gamification. Let's do this. Let's do that. What happens is the moment you open up the app, you get a point. No, that's not what we're doing. You're learning through struggle. Go go back to walking. How many times did you learn to walk? How many times did we have to fall, right, in order to learn? Exactly. So struggle is the most important part on there. So so as we continue to to dig deep, you know, into all the numbers, Steve, bottom line is every company that we work with, we're able to supercharge one of their, their, their initiatives. We're, you know, maybe we will come into this company. Let's talk about onboarding, which by the way, we're about to see the biggest re-onboarding in, in human history, right? Everyone that has been furloughed and now they have to come back to work. Oh yeah. What the company's going to do? They're going to go ahead and put everybody in a classroom again, or they're going to throw a manual at you. There's different ways. That's all we're saying. There's different ways. There's better ways. We got to get with the times. Yep, hundred percent agree. And uh, one other thing I wanted you to hit on before we get to our next break here is uh, the idea of sales enablement. Uh, Sam Couchy, the CEO of One Huddle, right there. I wanted this to take up the whole screen because it was that important to me. You know, just a quick second before we take a break. You know, sales enablement, really using this type of training and you know even education materials to really get people engaged in the world of sales strategy and business development. It this is like game changing. Pardon, pardon the thought. No, no, I, I absolutely completely agree with you, Steve. Uh, depending on the type of sales that you're doing, right? Depending on the cycle that you're trying to do, you have to learn product. You need to learn procedures. How about by your first day of getting on the job and being onboarded, you're halfway there, mission, vision, core products. We're able to do that. And that is cutting the onboarding time and reinforcing everything that you're doing. There's a lot of sales uh, professionals that have multiple products and they need to know and understand each one. And I think that that is sometimes where a lot of companies miss. Maybe you're a professional one, but you missed the mark on the other. We could help with that. Absolutely. Love it, man. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Eddie Jimenez, manager of uh, channel partnerships at One Huddle. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. 
It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Eddie Jimenez, manager of channel partnerships at One Huddle, gamification platform for learning management systems, learning and development, onboarding, training, all of the above. It is game time for SMBs in 2021. We talked a little bit about the method. We're going to get a little deeper into the madness of what Eddie's seeing out there on a normal basis. Like a lot of big topics around this conversation. Eddie and I could probably talk about it all day. And just to kick things off you know we talked a little bit just about how sticky this is and how simple it really is right you guys have a one two three process you can build a game in minutes you can play it anywhere be having it delivered to the mobile and you can reward the winners but yet what one thing that i see eddie is i still see you know the traditional lms systems that are out there you know there's advent of newer technology and all of that which is great and yeah, there's better audit trails and better reporting and all this type of stuff on it, but it's it's not necessarily you know as engaging as playing a game is. Again, knowing the audience is important. You got to know if it's you know somebody a little more vintage, maybe they respond better to the traditional ways of learning management. But as we start to get into the newer generation taking hold in the workforce. You know, you got to be conscious of that. So I know that you've been busy as hell lately, as have I. And a lot of it revolves around trying to you know, morph people into the way they should be thinking about this very subject. So get into some of the madness with us. What are you seeing out there? Observational part of the show. Um, you know, don't compromise any client confidentiality or anything. You can make up names, whatever. But what are you seeing? Lay it on us. That, that I'll start making up names, I, I guess. Right. So, um, when we're going into the madness, is it, some of the things that we've already touched upon, right? So kind of, you know, the, the death by PowerPoint, the, there is a huge shift though, right? Leaders, no matter, no, no matter the industry, no matter the vertical, no matter their positions, right? They, they, they want something new and exciting, right? Um, and, and, and like I said before, there, there's, a, there's a time and place for, for, you know, these other types of platforms. We, uh, by the way, you know, most of our clients have some type of LMS some type of e-learning, their struggle, even some of these larger, you know, platforms, what their struggle is, is engagement, right? Uh, versus something I want to do versus having to do it. Uh, so, so, so some of the things that, that we're seeing out there is some of the super, I, I guess, not only rigorous, but some of the boring training, like, you know, some of uh, compliance training, which is extremely important, right? Exactly. And, and you know all about this, right? From, from your background, but you could take compliance training and, and, and we have clients that say, listen, if you play a game on one huddle around these compliance topics and you show competency, which you could track all of that and you achieve the trophy, which trophy, just think of it as a certification that of completion and of understanding, you're able to opt out of this additional training. Some of it, obviously, you know, the, the regulatory stuff that you need to do through, through the state or whatever, you have to do that. But it's a great way to kind of segue into and getting you prepared. Um, and, and we're seeing a lot of change. A lot of leaders, they're, 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 they're tired, Steve. They're tired of doing the same thing, you know, putting, you know, just another, you know, if I could be so bold, another pig with just different color shade of lipstick, right? It's the same <laughs> packaging. Now there's some balloons, there's some things. We are mobile first, multi-platform. The, but, but even going beyond the platform, right, what the message here is that there is an audience out there that understands. And we all grown up with games, right? 
that understands the bigger message. And, and sometimes when you think of games, oh, does it have to be goofy? Does it have to be, you know, very, uh, you can't do anything serious be a game. That, you know, we, we beg to differ. We have some very serious clients that what they're training on and what they're pushing on is very uh, important or serious matter, right? Um, so, so we're seeing it all over the board, Steve. We're seeing where some people don't want to get out of their, their, their traditional, you know, box because that's what they feel comfortable with. So they're kind of hindering the growth of the organization. Uh, and then we're seeing, we're seeing leaders that are saying, listen, now's the time to change. What, what do you have? What can we do? How can we really not only increase engagement, but supercharge all of our efforts? And that's what, what, what I've been hearing. Yeah, we've been talking mostly about you know, one of my two words for 2021, which is gamification. The other one is differentiation, which is you know, big, you know, what you were just talking about. Yeah, go into a little bit how people can really differentiate their efforts. Yeah, so, so and, and you have to understand, Steve, that every company is completely different. It's a little bit different on the initiatives that they're looking to focus. Um, we, we created our platform from a need or I guess a boredom of, you know, not wanting to be in a classroom setting. You know, we either got our degrees we, uh, you know, we're done with school and all of a sudden we get this job and the job is telling you, hey, guess what? You got to go sit in a classroom. You got to go ahead and take more tests. You got to go listen to a you know, professor, facilitator, a manager, somebody throwing information at you. Um, so one of the reasons the company was founded, not only should everyone have the ability to have access to, to training to level up, right? But also the long-winded presentations that the moment that you step out, of the room, you forget half of the stuff that you were talking about. A few days, uh, a few days later, you're like, what, what are you talking about? We, we actually have a client that, that calls it airport amnesia. She would go ahead and send all of her reps out, you know, to wherever in the country, the moment they showed up to the airport, they already forgot all the training and they will go back to their habits. And that is the, the, the problem. How can you differentiate is we are habit building creatures, right? We're creatures of habits, right? We are a habit building platform. We are a human performance platform, right? right. The whole goal of that, right, is I want to get on the platform and I want to beat you. I want to beat you, Steve. You're on there. I want to, you know, get on the leaderboard. I want to go ahead and get recognition. I want to get the reward. I have that competitive nature. The side effect is I get better at my job. And I will, I'm not afraid of trying because what we've taken is we've taken a test and disguised it in the form of a game, right? So you're going to take more stabs at it, more attempts, and not feel like, oh, man, I'm choking. I'm doing bad. Actually, you're going to fall forward through struggling and through going through difficulty. I love the idea. forward if you would. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of thinking about it as a human performance platform, Eddie, and especially with your background you know, in health and wellness and training and fitness. This is, it's, it's exactly right. This is, we are habit forming people. It's about forming the right types of habits. And this is just one of those topics that, uh, it's, especially for this time and place in history, it's, it's never felt like, you know, a more appropriate time to form a habit of having fun, trying to be more engaging with folks, which, by the way, applies to, you know, trusted advisors too. You mentioned the compliance side of things. You know, trusted advisors, insurance brokers, financial advisors, you know, CPAs, they have a very hard time, you know, telling their clients and their audience exactly how to do everything that they do. But the idea of gamifying a whole bunch of those types of details is it, it changes the entire world for what these guys are trying to do. Co completely agree. We've Obviously, internally, we use our platform to train and, and, and obviously to, to understand any initiative that we have working, right? So my goal as, you know, the, the head of the partnership division, what I'm looking for is to work with the right companies from nonprofits to associations to any company out there and, and, and create awareness around their initiatives and create awareness on delivering their message, right? But one of the funny things is that we've actually been able to create an eighth work day or an eighth day to the week we, we we're running a contest internally right now using our platform right using the one huddle app and the crazy thing is that we have over nine and a half hours of training per person right on on just getting bite size in there right so 
we've been able to create an additional day. And the beauty of it, uh, Sam, our CEO, he, he laughs. He goes, I, I just became, you know, the, you know, a, a CHRO, right? So by developing these games, pushing them out to the whole team and hands off, I don't have to do anything. And then once a week, we'll reconnect. We'll have a one-hour meeting, right, which is a lot more feasible than pulling people out of their job, sticking them in a three-day seminar, uh, you know, eight-hour presentation. We're changing the way not only training is delivered, but getting better at your position and wanting to be better, being part of something. And that's super important in our opinion. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that you guys do for yourselves as a company that I absolutely love I'm going to go out on a limb and say the majority of the employee base is more of the millennial generation and, you know, likes things delivered to by mobile to them. You know, as you see, I do like to reference, you know, books in my show all the time. I'm still an avid reader. I have a crazy library of books here, but not everybody is, especially as we get into the millennial generation. And one thing is I know Sam is a big reader too. So we definitely share that. Uh, you know, one thing you guys do that I love is Sam, you know, creates a game of the books that he's reading for the employee staff. Like not only does he get some good takeaways from it, the way that I try to give some takeaways here on the show, but he actually has a game formed about the books that he's reading and then tests everybody on, on the highlights from the book. So now it's like, they're not reading the book necessarily, but they're getting, some of the best brain droppings and takeaways from the book. I just think that's so impactful. Co- completely agree. We could take any book and we could build a game around it. I've, uh, I've played games on books that I've never read. And then after playing the game, I'm obviously super interested Then I'll download, you know, I'll download the book or, or, or buy the, the hard copy of it. And I am actually able to recall from playing the games, the parts of the book. Now, I, I, I say this quite a bit. One of my favorite books is The Alchemist, right? And I've read that book probably more times than most people. I think I've read that book probably, uh, read or listened to it probably, I don't know, 50, 60 times just because, all right? Um, and the crazy thing is that if you were to test me right now on that, chances are that I wouldn't do so well on it. And it's no... And I read it most, you know, more, more than most people. It's just the way our brains work. It's yes. not information that I'm always pulling or recording or using now versus playing a game on a book and playing or reading this book, you know, weeks or months later and still being able to recall. And that's what's important when, when, when using the platform, when we talk about human performance, we measure the speed of recall, right? We measure how long you are in a particular game. We're measuring what you're struggling with. Now we can be proactive and actually have a breakout session with the individual, with the rep, with whatever position and say, listen, I see you're struggling with this. Let me give you the help you need or or clarify any doubt that you have that way in order to do your job a lot better. So managers, we're teaching managers to be coaches. That's extremely important, right? Because some of the most influential people in my life have been coaches. Yep. And it all comes from the struggle to begin with. We see you're struggling. And here's where the lesson is. We will be right back after this quick break with Eddie Jimenez, manager of channel partnerships at One Huddle. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. 
Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Eddie Jimenez, manager of channel partnerships at One Huddle, gaming platform for learning management, learning development, talent onboarding, all of the above. One of my favorite topics to talk about, bar none. There's no doubt about it. We're going to get into the message part before we wrap things up here today. Uh, By the way, if you guys are into small, medium-sized business discussion. Please stay with us on talkradio.myc for the entrepreneurial web with Jeremiah Fox, bound to get some good tidbits from Jeremiah. But, you know, to wrap things up here, Eddie, I think you were in a great spot just now where you were talking about, you know, not only for others out there, but for yourself. You know, you've read books, you know, time and time again. And if I asked you a question on the book right now, you, you might not you know, be able to answer it off the cuff. But you know, engaging with the game that Sam puts together on the books that he's reading and that you guys are all reading at one huddle, it's like I, I myself even have demoed that game. And it's like, I haven't read this book yet. And I, I feel like I, I know a whole bunch of stuff from it already. It's the, what is the message that people need to take away? There's so many powerful ones here, but we want people to memorialize these ideas on Friday and really put them into action on Monday and not forget about it. There's a lot here that I think people need to take home. So let's help them take it home. Yeah, like you mentioned, I I think there there are so many messages right now that that we could take home, right? Um, But but one of the messages that I I believe continues to to pop up is things people want to change. People want to see something different. What, what, what's one of those uh, off-the-cuff definitions, right? The, the definition of insanity, right? <laughs> right? Doing the we, same we thing throw, over and over and expecting a different we result. All throw it, we all throw it out there, right? And I'm sure it's been taken out of context plenty of times, right? But yeah, bottom sure. line is, why do we keep enforcing or train or trying to push the same methodologies that we were doing coming up when the workforce is changing, is shifting, Right. And you, you mentioned about, you know, the millennials and baby boomers, but if you're, you know, in, in, not that you're taking trains right now too much in New York City or whatnot, but when before the pandemic, you could walk anywhere in the city and you could see, you know, the 65 year old gentleman on his smartphone playing Candy Crush, see, you know, playing the game. So the average user, right, and, 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 and I'm going to butcher the exact numbers, but the average user on our platform, I believe it's anywhere between and it changes for, for male versus female, but 38 to 45 years old, right? Now, the best player on our platform, I believe he's like 60 years old, right? So <laughs> it doesn't matter the age. Bottom line is that we all like to play games. What if we could go ahead and take some of the most serious subjects or the most important initiatives to any small, mid-sized enterprise, whatever it is, and disguise it and make sure that it really hits home and we are able to use it immediately? Because what good is the information if I'm never going to use it? What good is the content? Because we talk to some content providers. Oh, my methods, my content. Who cares about your content? <laughs> if nobody reads and nobody interacts with it, who cares? You could be the best author in the world right now. Yes. If your papers are hidden in some type of basement and you're not getting it out to the masses, who cares? So let's put things to work. It is not what you say. It's how you say it. There is absolutely no doubt about it. And yeah, I, I think it's a great point. You, everyone knows that gamification has been a big thought of mine for 2021. It has been for many years, but you know, big, big, big time for 2021. And the other part is differentiation. I think that's a lot of what we're talking about is people like change. The only constant is change. And we have a changing of the guard, so to speak, going on with 70 million millennials being in the workforce. 
This is the way they, they digest information. Deal with it. Like this, this is it. So, you know, it's sometimes, you know, when you say you can't fight city hall in certain ways, this is one of those times where it's like, yeah, this is the way people are taking in information. So instead of seeing it as a challenge an obstacle to overcome, why not embrace it and see it as an opportunity? And I look at you guys as the ideal kick-ass partner to really take the opportunity to gamify this world. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So I've had a blast with you today. I know you and I can talk about this forever, but we got to let Jeremiah start his show at 12. So before we get to that, I do want to revisit my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist who plays it? So without further ado. Let, let, let's kick it off, I guess, right? So uh, Eddie's favorite, favorite movie character. There you go. <laughs> is John Wick. And, you know, being the badass that he is with, uh, you know, even though he's got a nice, nice, kind, gentle heart, he does have mixed martial arts training and tattoos and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, you do look like a pretty badass John Wick. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, I need the hair, though. I, I need the hair. <laughs> All right, here's the hair. You got the hair, okay? And uh, as always, I do like to join my guests in their pictures. So uh, there's there's me and you hanging out. There you go. <laughs> it looks exactly like us. <laughs> it's, you, you know, you fit that character very well. I know, I know you like Keanu Reeves also, and I know you also like Tom Cruise, which uh, leads me into the, uh, the favorite movie side of things, uh, which is Mission Impossible. There he is, none other than Ethan Hunt Jimenez right there. <laughs> I, I definitely enjoyed those movies. <laughs> <laughs> me, me as well. I feel like, you know, you dangling, you know, freaking out right below the floor with all the sensors on it from Mission Impossible. It's like, it's like, like, mayday, mayday, your training is not working. Please change something. Well, he's a lot lighter than I am there, okay? I'm like 205 pounds right now. He's a lot lighter than me. <laughs> Absolutely. So got a, got a couple of Ethan Hunt in the helicopter and everything. But, you know, you also said something that very much surprised me. Uh, and, you know, something that I like as well. Haven't gotten my kids into it yet. But uh, little little known facts. Eddie Jimenez, mixed martial arts, you know, trained trained professional, is also a big fan of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> I, I don't know about the trained professional, but I, I, I do. I, I practice and I do enjoy the Harry Potter books and series. I am a big Potterhead, if you would. <laughs> a big Potterhead. I like that. Hold that thought. So yeah, I keep trying to get my kids into it, and they're uh, they're still obsessed with uh, Victorious and Sam and Cat and these all these shows that uh, I need to get them away from nowadays. I the Potter. I don't see their learning, training, and development going anywhere positive with it. But uh, yeah, I, I always prefer, you know look at you as maybe more of a <laughs> Professor Snape type of thing instead of Harry Potter, though. <laughs> Uh, that's that's a great picture. I, I don't know what's going on with that face there, but uh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to make sure you had the hair, like you said. So I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so you know, hang out with you just a little bit. You know, I I never saw myself as a Ron Weasley, but uh, you know, never. There's not many redheads in my family, but but hey, I, I wanted to hang out with you somehow. Uh, and then also, well, what would it be like if I didn't show some type of wizard-like power? So I was always a big fan of the invisibility cloak so uh there you are baby uh all head no body uh, oh yeah that that looks great <laughs> all, all that time training the body wasted right you what, what happened to it what happened to the body <laughs> nothing, See but that? I, can, I can make all those muscles disappear like that eddie you like that <laughs> head and beard that's it <laughs> so and and last but not least favorite instrument is the guitar which uh i believe your grandfather used to play guitar for you like my dad used to play guitar for me did he not he, he did. He did. Uh, growing up, you know, like, like I said, you know, directed from, you know, Cuba, uh, he would uh, wake us up, you know, playing the guitar. And it was very nice. It's still on my bucket list, though, even though I, I love the guitar. It's my favorite instrument. I do know. I, I, I don't know how to play it. I would love to learn how to play, but uh, I don't know if I have a musical bone in my body. You're, you're in good company there. I've always tried. My dad can do it and I can't. But one person who sure as hell can is this man right here, left-handed, strung upside down. He could do it. That's Absolutely. Jimi Hendrix, and that's Absolutely. you and Jimi Hendrix. Absolutely. that j- j- Amazing. When, when you talk about it, you know, and obviously there's a lot of great guitarists out there. But how can you have a conversation without bringing Jimi Hendrix into the picture? Oh, I agree. Amazing. You did also say Carlos Santana. And all I did also say that. Carlos Santana. Uh, those are my two uh go-to guitarist absolutely man they're they're legends 
Yes. And I couldn't help but join you on stage as Rob Thomas, you know, doing a little <laughs> bit of a new, new, newer school. But, dude, great discussion, great topic of conversation. I love it. At reminding people to stay on top of their game. It is game time in 2021. This is the the way to deliver the message, no matter what generation you, you're in. But we know that it is for the generation that's really taking over the workforce. Uh, can't thank you enough for being on here today, Eddie. I have some contact information for you guys. One, number one, huddle.co is the one huddle website. They got a podcast, bring it in. Uh, CEO Sam Couchy, you guys can look all over the internet. You will find these guys, I promise you. Uh, Eddie, you know, thanks again for being on the show with me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was great. Love to do it again. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. So uh, you know, next week, we're going to be talking to my buddy, Frank Bailey, talking about opportunities with franchises in 2021, which one huddle and team like uh, franchises as well. They, Sam actually was a uh, speaker at the IFA 2020 conference. So uh, that's re- really cool stuff. Check that out online as well. Uh, until then, thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gained some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend and we will see you next week after Philanthropy in Focus. Bye-bye, everybody. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.